0: Hello everyone, happy Friday, and welcome back to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm excited that you're tuning in today. I wanted to take a couple of seconds to read an iTunes review, which I kind of stopped doing. I haven't read an iTunes review in so, so long. So just as a reminder, this is a really easy and free way to support the podcast. I don't take sponsors for the podcast, so this is completely self-funded, and this is like such an awesome way to help kind of help share and grow the podcast without paying for anything. So if you would like to leave a review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, or you can also go to latashajames.com contact, and there's a testimonial form in there. So if you've ever gotten a client because of this podcast, or you just have some kind words, I would really love to hear them. They help out a ton. So this review is from Stephanie, and she says that you won't regret it. I found Latasha on YouTube and she's absolutely amazing and super knowledgeable. I've always been into social media. I run a food blog on Instagram. I'm at my Orlando eats on there. Come say hi. I never thought about freelancing until I spent hours watching Latasha's channel. She's truly an inspiration. Love that I can get quality tips on both her podcast and YouTube channel. 11 out of 10. Thank you so much, Stephanie. That is so sweet. And I'm definitely going to check out your Instagram because I love food. I don't live in Orlando, but I love food. <laughs> All right, so today's episode I wanted to share the answer to a question. I've actually been getting this question a lot lately. So, I don't know I don't know why that is, but it seems to be trending, seems to be something people want to know, and that is how did I decide to start a business, to start an actual creative agency versus just being Latasha James the freelancer. So, I wanna kind of unpack that, maybe share some tips and I hope it's helpful. Okay, so just to back up, I started freelancing back when I was in college, and I just was a sole proprietor, an individual. My name is Latasha James, and that's what I did. I freelanced using Upwork and just myself. I would just invoice people as a sole proprietor, obviously paying taxes on my business and things like that, but that's really how I started. And it wasn't until actually a few years ago when I decided to open an LLC which is called James and Park and James and Park first of all question I always get million dollar question is who's park and it's nobody I'm the sole owner of that company completely my company the name was just an idea that I had it was a street that I used to live on and this whole thing so anyway I started the company a few years ago and that's how I do all of my service-based work now so any time I talk about like a social media client or like a podcast editing client or video editing client they're coming through james and park and working with the llc Uh, obviously they're working with me as a person i'm a single member llc so i honestly don't really understand all of the specifics of it but essentially my llc and me are kind of the same entity since it's just me owning it so a little bit complex but the long story short is i send my invoices as james and park llc for my business Okay, so why did I z- decide to brand myself that way as opposed to Latasha James? Latasha James freelancing, Latasha James social media, social media marketer. And my answer is actually quite simple. There's really only a couple of reasons. So, number one is. At the time that I started James and Park, I realized that I was really busy. At the time when I started it, I technically, I was still full-time at my day job and I was getting so much work, which was a blessing, something I was very grateful for, but I was getting so much work that I really couldn't handle everything by myself. Sometimes I could, you know, depending on the month, depending on the workload, I could do things myself. But other times I did need to outsource some stuff. I did need to pull someone in to maybe, hey, you handle ads while I handle organic stuff or whatever it was. And I couldn't do that as a freelancer. You can do that as a freelancer. You know, you can definitely outsource. But for me personally, I felt like I was going to see bigger growth if I could have a team of people. And I don't have full time a full-time employee team, but I do have basically a trusted group of contractors who I can go to if I know that I need to assemble a team for a larger project or if I'm just really busy or I just want to take time off or, or whatever the case may be. So I felt like it was a little bit more authentic, I guess, to brand myself as a company Versus just myself, because I find, and I still find this, this is actually a bit of a challenge of having like a personal brand and a business is a lot of people will find me on YouTube or they'll find me through the podcast or, you know, just online LinkedIn, whatever. And they hire my, my company to do work for them. And they expect me to be hands on every step of the way with their project. And I'm very, Upfront with my clients about who's going to be managing the project, you know, who's going to be working on the project, what level of involvement I'm going to have. And nine times out of 10, I have full involvement. But there are some times when I'm not fully hands-on and so that can be a bit of a challenge and I feel like that would only be extrapolated like that problem would only be larger if I was branding myself as Latasha James freelancing yet I had Amanda over here handling emails or writing social posts like I felt like it would be a bit of a disconnect so honestly that's the biggest reason that I wanted to start a company the other reason is I I knew that I really wanted a company that could outlive me which when I say that, I feel like it sounds a bit morbid, but it's just being honest. Humans don't live forever. And we don't work forever either. I, I don't want to work into my sixties and seventies, to be honest. I would love to be able to retire, you know, at 60 or, or something. Maybe. If if I'm maybe, who knows? I'll maybe I'll love what I'm doing still and wanna be running the business. But I didn't want to have to. I definitely don't want to have to be hustling and grinding like I am as a twenty something year old when I'm in my sixties and seventies. And so I wanted a business that I could pass on to if I do have children. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to have children, but them or my nephews or you know my family or whoever is around, uh, or to be able to sell the company too. I wanted to have that as an option. I'm actually reading a book very slowly. I've been reading this book for like weeks now. Um, I've been really busy, but I've been kind of perusing it when I have the time and it's called Built to Sell. I'll be sure to leave it linked in the show notes if anyone wants to check it out. But it's basically, it it, it takes a deep dive into that whole concept of building a business that can exist without you, which sounds really weird. It's like, I want to be needed. I want my my work to be you know, the importance of my work to be known, but it's actually kind of counterintuitive to have to be completely hands-on in your business at all times, because you won't have balance that way. And you won't, you, you reach a plateau, no matter how much you're charging, no matter, you know, how good you are and efficient you are at what you do. I find at least for me that I reach a plateau because I can really only full service, like full hands-on giving, top service, top notch quality service to a handful of clients at a time. You know, I can't give top notch, full dedicated attention to 20 clients by myself. I just can't. So there's a point where I do need to really project manage and be able to, to, um, you know, help my business grow without me being completely in the weeds with everything. So that was the second reason. Now, the third reason is going to be a little bit controversial, depending, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's controversial, but some people get really upset when I say things like this, but I can only speak to my lived experience. And I just want to be totally honest here. And I think, listen, anybody, any name that you give me, whether it's Latasha James, Bob Smith, any name that you can think of comes with assumptions, we we assume things about a name, right? We assume things about the way people look. And it, I'm not saying it's always bad. Sometimes it's actually very good things. But I wanted to eliminate some of that. Um, I wanted to kind of separate myself, kind of what I mentioned earlier about my personal brand versus my business. I wanted to kind of eliminate some of that cross confusion, I guess you could say, and really make a separate entity for my business. My name's Latasha James. You can assume many things about me from that name. You know that I'm probably a woman or probably identify as a woman. You know that I'm more than likely a woman of color. Uh, you can probably take some guesses about my age if you know, you know, name trends and things like that. And Again, not all of those things are, none of those things are bad. I I love being a woman of color who is, you know, in her late 20s. I think that's awesome. But it can come with assumptions. And I have had, you know, weird clients, weird people trying to be my clients who really wanted a date. I've had people come to me because they thought because I was young or because I was a woman or because I was a woman of color that they could really undercut me and pay me really, really low, whatever the case may be. So there are assumptions. Like I said, there are also kind of, I guess you could say, weirdly positive assumptions because I've had people who love my YouTube channel or or they're like, oh, I subscribe to you on YouTube or I subscribe to your podcast And they want to work with me and they expect because they're community members that they can get a discount. (laughs) So in a way, you know, that's a good thing that people are friendly and, and can look at things as a positive, but at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily help the business. So everybody has it. Like I said, I, I, you know, we all do it. We all have what they call, um, inherent bias. Now, of course that can be taken to an extreme where you're you have bias to the point of like not wanting to work with people from certain cultural groups or certain genders or certain ages or whatever, but we all do it. It is what it is. If I see a picture of somebody I can paint a picture of their life without knowing them. And it's just a natural thing. It's not necessarily fair, but it's natural. And yeah, so I didn't want those assumptions about me and my business. I didn't want people to want to work with me because they thought that I was the cheapest or that they thought I was cute or they thought I was whatever. And then on the other side, I didn't want people to not want to work with me because of certain reasons. Now, obviously I don't hide who I am. I don't hide that I'm the owner of the business. If people want to dig and find out who founded the business and learn about me and go to my personal social sites, they will find them. But I just didn't want that to be front and center. And I really wanted my work to stand for itself too. Because just because I do have somewhat of a YouTube following and you know a personal brand and things that I do for myself that that's doesn't represent my work fully I mean I do think it's somewhat of a portfolio because obviously it shows that I know how to market videos I know how to make videos I know how to make podcasts all that stuff but that's not that's not fully representative of my of my work and I find this a lot when I do get gigs on Upwork because people Google my name and I applied for this Upwork gig like I don't know I think it was like last year and it was a paid uh, paid social ads manager gig which was my last job position like my last corporate job I was a paid social ads strategist and I'm pretty skilled at that I would say I'm intermediate to advanced skill set level and actually sent over you know some case studies of some ads that I've run and things like that and talked about my ad experience and she completely ignored it and was like oh you know I looked at your profile and I looked you up and everything and it looks like you're really good at videos and, and organic content so you probably aren't a fit for this job and it was a little frustrating for me because it's like I mean, yes, I am good at organic content, but I also have extensive experience in ads. I've had people also do the same thing where they, a lot of people have said this to me. They're like, oh yeah, it looks like you work with a lot of um, beauty brands. Like you're really into beauty and... I was like, actually my agency, my business, me as a freelancer, I've worked mostly with startups and like tech and professional services. I've only worked with a handful of beauty brands in my business, but people see my YouTube channel and they see that I used to do beauty videos. And so they, they assume that that's what I do. So there's just some confusion and I and I didn't want those kind of brands to get mixed up personally. Now, if I were to do it, all over again. If I were to start this whole thing over again, knowing what I know now, I think I may have just kept, you know, Latasha James, Latasha James consulting, Latasha James, whatever. Uh I, I think I could have done it in a different way. I think I wouldn't have started a beauty YouTube channel, or I would have at least really closed the door to those things so you couldn't find them and really started a social media or a marketing brand because the thing about my brand is while I do have a personal brand that is um, you know cultivated well I guess you could say it is aimed at you guys it's aimed at fellow freelancers and If I wanted to start a freelancing business, I would make videos aimed at my clients. So I would be doing videos on how to grow your social media presence and when you need a social media manager and questions to ask your social media manager and things like that, as opposed to having kind of two brands. And I always say, I know that the next question that I get in regards to this is like, well, when should you decide to create a second Instagram account? When should you, you know, decide to have a separate business entity? How do you know? And I say you should have as many websites or Instagrams or businesses or, you know, whatever brands, I guess you could say, as you have audiences for the most part. And again, some of my audiences cross over between the two. I have people who listen to this podcast and also are clients of mine. I do their own podcasts or I edit their videos or I do social media stuff for them. I do have those people, but for the most part, It's one or the other. You're either buying my services and you're a company or a startup or a corporate company or you are a freelancer, a small business owner, and you listen to the podcast, you watch the videos, you might enroll in coaching, you might be a part of the membership group, those take a course, those kinds of things are kind of separate groups for the most part. And I guess that's the last thing that I'll touch on is, okay, so you have James and Park, You're the founder of that company, you're the sole owner of that company. I understand how that works. What about Latasha James? So I do still have a personal brand, like I said, and that's really what I run my courses through, my coaching through. And the reason that I have branded this as Latasha James and not as James and Park, even though you know we're all we're all the same, like I said, single member LLC. I'm not gonna get all into the legal stuff of that because I don't fully know that I can give great advice on that. But As far as branding and the products, that's kind of how I look at it is like James and Park has the products, the Freelance Friday podcast and coaching and courses and things like that. The reason that I still offer coaching as Latasha James is because it's a personal thing, right? Like that is why you enroll in coaching is because you want to work with me. And I, and, and on the contrary to what I said about making assumptions and about, um, you know, feeling like you know me and and wanting services from my company. I actually want that with my coaching. I mean, I don't want assumptions about, about things that I can't change about myself, but I do want you to feel like you know me and like you connect with me and you like me as a person when you hire me as your coach, because having a connection is super important. So it really is a different approach. I don't think that I could sell my same coaching packages as James and Park, the creative agency. And in fact, I actually do have mentoring listed on that website and people don't really ask about it on there because it's just, it's branded a different way. But people want coaching from me, the individual. And that's also why I have my rates set up the way that they are. Not that they're extremely high because a lot of coaches charge way, way more than me, but I do feel comfortable charging you know a good a good chunk of change for coaching because you are getting my undivided attention i i don't even have a va or an admin person handle emails from my coaching clients i take my coaching clients all the way through the funnel i'm doing everything because it is a personalized thing because there is sensitive information being shared Because you are paying for my specific opinion and feedback. You're not paying for like a random VA or a random, you know, member of the team's advice. You want to specifically work with me. So that's kind of why I keep those two things separate. I have thought about kind of the longevity of it. But I think that coaching is something that hopefully I'll be doing for a long time. And I think that is one of those things that... Well, it is hard work. It is a lot of work. I do a lot of research and a lot of reading and a lot of time on calls and and all that stuff. It's it's something that I could see myself if if I'm able to and if there is still people who want to work with Granny version of Latasha that I could do well into my later years of life. You know, obviously, I'm sure this would have probably evolve. Maybe I'll do more life coaching stuff or uh, who knows what the business world's going to look like then. But I feel like it has a little bit more longevity and something that I may. Be able to kind of pick up and put down and things like that lo- later into life I will also say for my last point about that is I've you know I I'm I'm a student and I am a consumer as well and I invest in coaching I have worked with several coaches I've done several masterminds I've, I take several courses things like that I mean I have to I have to Do as I say as well, right? If I'm encouraging you guys to get the coaching, get the help, I have to be doing the same thing myself. And I will say that I cannot stand when I join a webinar or I download a freebie or, you know, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this person. Let's just say Jane Doe. I'll just use Jane Doe. Jane Doe coaching. Oh my gosh, she seems so amazing. Let me book a call with her. So I go to the form, I go to book a call, and I look in the really small print. And it's like a member of my team. Will join you for a complimentary discovery call or whatever. And I get it. Listen, I'm not some of these gigantic coaches who probably have so, so much demand. So I don't need to hire all these team members to, you know, screen screen my my candidates for me and things like that. But it just feels a little bit inauthentic to me personally. And that's something that me at, at the level of business that I'm at now. I, that turns me completely off and I wouldn't work with somebody like that unless maybe it was like Oprah, you know, (laughs) like I can go through some, some admin people to work with Oprah or somebody who I really, really look up to like that. Someone who's, you know, huge, but yeah. So, so I don't do that. I, I handle everything myself and that's just a authenticity thing. It's just a getting to know me thing. Again, like I said, you really have to have a good connection with the coach, with the person before you drop you know, $1,000 on working with them. So with that said, those are really the main reasons why I have a separate business for my business. <laughs> and I hope this was helpful. I hope this cleared up a couple of questions. And I also want to let you know that I am going to be offering a little discount on my coaching packages as well. So if you made it this far and you are someone who, who has been thinking about enrolling in my three month coaching program, I'm actually going to be going through and revamping it. And so I'm lowering the cost for anyone who signs up within this next month. It's also my birthday month. So I wanted to do a little, a little deal here. So if you go to latashajamescom coaching, and you read through the information about the one-on-one coaching program, and you click on apply in the application, there is a ref code field, if you just use Freelance Friday, that is going to give you $400 off my three-month coaching program. And you'll be kind of the guinea pig for the new style, the new materials that I am rolling out here. It's going to be hopefully really good. I mean, I've already seen a lot of success with the old format. So I'm really, really excited to be offering this new format, $400 off with the code freelance Friday at latashajames.com coaching and that offer is good through May 31st 2020 it is my birthday month what up May it's an exciting time around here and I just want to share some of the love so you know too because I don't think this is explicitly clear on the website but when you do go ahead and fill out the form on latashajames.com coaching you do get a complimentary discovery call with that once you fill out the form so I'll set up a call with you so you're not locked in when you fill out that form to work with me I mean it is for serious inquiries so don't fill out out if you don't think there is a chance that you really want to do it but we will definitely have our time to get to know each other hop on a call make sure that we're a good fit for each other so go ahead and fill that out use the code freelance friday for 400 off and i will talk to you guys in the next episode thanks so much for listening i'm latasha james and that's it for this episode of the freelance friday podcast if you enjoyed the show don't forget to review it on itunes or share it with a friend this podcast is all about community, so you can also go ahead and head over to the Facebook group. It's called The Freelance Friday Podcast Community or follow me on social. My handle is The Latasha James across all platforms. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode and like I said, feel free to share it with a friend, tag a friend, screenshot the episode and tag a friend. It really helps us grow this community and my goal is to help as many people through this collective community become better freelancers and more empowered freelancers. So that's it for the episode. I'll talk to you in the next one. It airs every single Friday. I'll talk to you again then.